Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again to the Red Pill Cartel. I'm your host, David Wavy, and tonight we have Red Pilled Men on Film Episode 3. But it's still going to be labeled as Episode 38, so um, you can backtrack in the episodes and find uh, me and Alan, or Alan and I, uh, talking about uh, movies in, in general and how they relate to what we always talk about on this show. And tonight I have Alan and Random Randy from the Red Thread podcast, and we talk about so much shit tonight. And it's fascinating, and we had actual uh, synchronicities going on, and it was it was just wild. So, you guys know what to do. We we uh, talk about a lot of shit. So get prepared, and you know what to do. Sit back, relax, smoke a dube, drink a beer, and enjoy the show. Thank you, Cartel. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. I am your host, Davey Wavy, and somebody just cracked a beer and is pouring it, and I fucking love it. And <laughs> I have two wonderful gentlemen here. I have Alan Sebrand from Toxic Radio Podcasts, yes, and I have Random Randy from the Red Thread Podcast here in the house. Yo. Welcome, welcome gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. Happy to be on, buddy. Always, always yeah. a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Super stoked to sit and shoot the the nerdy proverbial video breeze with you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. This is what Alan and I have been doing. We did like I think that's two great. Dude, I love it. it. Like I was telling Davey a minute ago, Alan, uh it, it kind of gives me a little bit uh of a reason to relax and watch movies now because I get to share some of these things, even though the, the particular movie that I kind of brushed up on and looked over again because it just screamed out to me uh which is 12 monkeys and we'll get into that in a minute um but you know like sitting down watching things uh again and being able to relax knowing that i have a shared point of view on some of this weird shit that i see in these movies yeah oh yeah for sure definitely you're in the right fucking uh company for sure (laughs) right on yeah and i mean because for a while i couldn't watch I couldn't watch TV anymore. It was so bad. And it is bad. Like the yeah. sim- symbolism, the just outright freaking uh, rituals that they're, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Also, also the, uh, the agenda that's being put on like the narrative, you know, like, like a lot of Hollywood is like on that woke vibe now, you know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's dude, like, it's like a poison <laughs> mentality, dude, because <laughs> it's like holier than thou. It's like the holiest than thou. Like yeah. you thought, you thought, uh, if you thought Judaism, you know, if you know, if you thought the Jesuits were bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, these people are like the, the spawn of the Jesuit system, dude. Like, that's why it's so bad. And people don't realize that they're like, oh, I don't understand why people, you know, don't wake the fuck up and this and that. And it's like, dude, they, they really can't like this shit is locked down on their brain, dude. It's a very yeah. powerful spell. Like, and it's, it starts so young and that's the problem. Like, you know, although like my son's into like playing Roblox and doing things on his phone or or whatever, watching YouTube, at least he's not sitting and watching fucking Disney, (laughs) in my opinion. Yeah. He'll have a little bit more of an open mind than a kid that sat and watched Disney and was told everything was a fucking fairy tale. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. but not only not only the fairy tale aspect, but the whole uh, sexualizing of kids and shit in like subliminally in yes. Disney movies and shows. Yeah, there's um, always one adult hanging out with a bunch of kids, like in Peter Pan. Yeah. But in the back, you hear subliminal shit, like in, in Aladdin, for example, you got the uh, Aladdin playing with a tiger in the background, and then uh, Jasmine speaking with her father in the forefront, and in the background, you can hear Aladdin say, good fella, good fella, good teenagers, take off the clothes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, little stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. I see. I didn't know the those little things. I know about oh, the criminal yeah, and like the the uh the millisecond flashes. And people will try things. to so just like in they live, right? Where they're flashing obey and all this other shit all the time, they're doing it through patterns, through light patterns, hypnotizing patterns on the screen yes. in between mm. frames. A hundred percent. And and it's supposedly the static, just the general static that we hear. Is yeah. not is not noise from space. It is their their demonic uh, flat line for their signal. Yes, it's basically yeah. uh, helping to jam. Uh, in my opinion, it's helping to jam our connection with with the divine, which we receive through the starlight and through the, through <coughs> the sun. You know what I mean? Um, especially through starlight. Like even during Dude. the day, the stars are there. Like the the stars are where our our ancestral energy and and kind of uh, insight and a lot of a lot of inspiration are drawn from. intuition. Yeah. Uh, so so I mean, there's a lot more. Yeah, there, there's a lot more to this realm than, you know, obviously than we're allowed and we're told. And I think that we get the best clear picture of what's really possible and what possibly happened in the past through these movies, you know, or what's going to happen in the future. Like, holy shit, dude, 12 monkeys is nuts watching it now compared to watching it uh you know seven shit even just four years ago dude it's the same thing with almost every single movie and music as well i i connect way more with the lyrics and music now than i ever did yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm finding especially 90s 90s alternative is having all new meanings to me um listen to hundreds of thousands of times and now i know what it means Mm -hmm. yeah or you just get a vibe off of it and like Dude, a lot of it didn't start hitting me until I started kind of digging for truth and finding out that there's so much buried beneath us. Um, you know what I mean? You've got this this recurring theme of things being buried or dig, you know, like in Mudvayne, dig, right? Bury me. Uh, all right. So you got a lot of this thing going on, right? So what is the, what is the where's the inspiration for this little spin of a thought coming from? Perhaps yeah. it's coming from our buried history and our buried story, right? So it's like, I don't know, it's one way to look at it, which, you know, is a lot more fun than just uh, getting up, taking antidepressants and fucking vegging through the day. For me. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Alan, uh, did you write a list? Uh, I I kind of freestyled it. Like, like it's in my head. It's in my okay, head. that's cool. Yeah. Love Hope we don't have the same, uh, some of the same. Uh, well, even if we do, like we all have different perspectives of, of what we saw. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll just shoot them out there and then you know yeah. see what happens. But Randy's so, got twelve monkeys fucking it's knowledge. Just, yeah, here. it's just nagging. It's just nagging at me, dude. Like, and then once I opened up some pages and looked into it, it's even weirder. Um, 
<laughs> like, it's so nuts. So, so I don't know if, if you guys had a couple you wanted to do, because I mean, mine will probably include like a basic plot line and a couple of key parts. So, if we got some okay, other well, stuff we, we can chew on, we can save that for a little bit. Because yeah, probably let's do that. It's one more freestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. It, and the funny thing is, I recently, like before this podcast, before I even read the messages on on IG with you guys uh, in the group chat. I actually went like this is probably like a few months ago. I think it was last year actually. I looked for Twelve Monkeys like just to download it, and I couldn't find a single copy. Just a TV, there was a TV show apparently was the only one that showed up. Yeah, it's guys, weird. I haven't been. They able probably to, like you could probably get it on HBO Max or something, and that's it. You know what I mean? They block down content big time. They probably really? a bunch of shit. In well, that. everything's pay now. You know what I mean? Like there's a paywall almost on everything. And this is controversial, dude, right now. This yes. has has things to do with, you know, the this uh, virus situation, um, mm-hmm. you know, shutting down travel, like all the shit, dude. <laughs> so much that, that that's why I think they had to redo it as a show to pull the, you know, the uh, attention away from the direction they went in 1995. Wow. Right. Yeah, because when you know you point in a certain direction and you fucking line up with the future, that that doesn't always play well into these maniacs' plans. You know what I mean? For people to look mm-hmm. back at it, so they they what do they do? They create a new version. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and they and they spin Definitely. it how they want. For that's why you have this repetitious like, uh, like remakes, remakes. And shit. Like yeah, that. yeah, re yeah. revamps or. Uh, like the Matrix, or... for example, the Matrix uh, Resurrection, for example. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, what, yeah, you see how they so they, they switched the paradigm completely to be like, okay, you're gonna want to get along with fucking mini machines. That's what they're yeah. telling people now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, don't worry, robots are good. I know, like yeah. years ago, we were telling you they're fucking bad. But here's here's where I'm kind of like at with it is, um. The fucking robots already own and have taken over, bro. Like, people just aren't smart enough to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like with with CG, they want Biden, CG Joe Biden and fucking nanobots and all this shit, dude. Like, you know, they're being nano everything in everything. I mean, you can't escape it. You can eat organic; doesn't fucking matter. This shit is in the food. It's in the drink. It's in everything. This fucking. Uh, this graphene shit, dude. And That's why I just outside. enjoy yeah. myself by drinking every night and taking. And it doesn't matter what you do, dude. So you know what I mean. All you can do is remember to consciously connect with spirit, whatever that means to you, and mm-hmm. even bring love into the world. And I mean, aside from that, you, you what you're gonna get negative emotion about it and feed this fucking demon beast with that, like even more effectively probably through this graphene element. You know, it yeah. probably is a channel of negative energy in some way, shape, or form. Plus, it seems to be giving people, uh, well, the stuff in the in the jabs, giving people Bluetooth signals. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, you know, that's nuts. But I mean, if we are that close to being a, a walking, you know, systemic transmitter, that all they need to do is give people a couple of little shots, then, bro, we're already almost there. Like mm-hmm. people don't seem to understand that. Like something else is going on. It's in the air. Everything. Like, I think it's a self-assembling fucking thing, dude. Like, yes. And um, this is one of the movies. That, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Transcendence with Johnny Depp. Have yes. You okay. Yeah. So exactly. He um, they digitized his consciousness for one. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And 
what happened was when they tried to bring him back into a human form or synthetic or whatever, anybody that got hurt or killed around him, he was able to, uh, with Nano, bring them back to life. But at the same time, they were uh, more susceptible to his commands. So he implanted them with something that they would follow orders. And they were kind of like zombies. They did everything he wanted. You guys remember that? Yeah. They were assimilated to his consciousness. Like the Borg, yes. Like but they're gonna, yeah. yeah, they're gonna start selling this shit to people like that. I mean, if it gets that far, we're—I don't know. I like to think that we're seeing, you know, a lot of people actually stand their ground on a lot of shit. Um, right. And you know, we are seeing a lot of these like arrests and things with these fucking sick child fuckers, like literally. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, and if what we're seeing is put out there for us, then what's really going on behind the scenes? I like to have hope sometimes and think that maybe hopefully that when they had that that ship in new york harbor that uss comfort that maybe they were getting some of these kids out of the fucking underground in in new york and, oh yeah i, you know, I believe I, they there's there's there. a there was something going around talking about that may have been the case and i really hope so um but you know i i'm not sure because i mean i do know that after you know this this uh whole freaking scamdemic started and they had that shit going on you started all those cutards started talking about it so yep. so and you know like kind of we were talking about davy about egregore energy how a thought form can become a thing so you know if you get enough people thinking in this type of way perhaps you actually can uh create you know the gusto for somebody to get this ball rolling and for them and i mean obviously they've done the arrests there's tons of people that are being acute you know accused and convicted but of course not the not the ones that matter like uh hillary clinton right (laughs) right hillary clinton yeah um that brings me back to the the main quote uh from terminator 2 which is there's no fate but what we make right right Right. um which fits perfectly into the episode since we're talking about movies but it's true like we have the ability to come together as one and overturn these fucking parasites and yeah, these feel, energies right yeah, and and this is happening now like this is world war three like i i think i said that to you last time randy like we are living out world war three right now it's not fought like fucking weapons it's fought with our mind and our spirit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 100 percent, dude and uh you know the more the more time goes on the more i come to realize that and it's definitely you have to arm yourself you know, just like it says in the Bible with the armor of God, right? Yep. It's Ephesians sword, 6, 12. Got the sword of, sort of uh, truth, is it? Is the sword truth? Yep. The so, breastplate of righteousness. Uh, you yeah, know, but it's, it's, it's yeah. all a fantastic, you know, thing for saying you, you have to understand that these, these things are there for you. You know, the protection, the blessing, uh, you know, the weapon, right? Like our weapon is, is just us sharing ourselves and and i don't know around me i see a lot of differences in people that i speak with you know um especially after having some conversations with like-minded people like you guys to be able to turn around and talk to somebody who's not sharing the same point of yes. view but not turn them off completely is, is, is becoming a stronger you know yes, asset I, of mine like or a stronger totally uh, strength, agree, you know because oh, i yeah. actually i can actually go up to people at work now and like have these like similar conversations not as deep but still yeah. enough to like reassure that i'm on the right path you know um yeah or you know at least 
grab little synchronicities and throw them their way, you know, like bring things to their attention. If you notice something that's lining up for a person, like talk to them, tell them about it. Be like, dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. What we're doing, pick your energy up. You'll be all right. We are doing with the podcasting community. That is what the Bible talks about with when it comes to um, iron sharpens iron, right? We're all sharpening each other up so we can go out on our, in our daily lives fucking like use the sort of truth on people you know yeah absolutely it's like you're hitting them with the knowledge you know and it's just a grain of salt and um you know it's like here i'm giving it to you in increments like they would say like it's a mustard seed yeah Yeah. Yeah. you guys you know and you know here's the crazy thing is in in this work you run into uh a lot of shadow work for yourself too like oh yeah um, 100 you know what i mean i i know i am uh constantly especially since like setting out on this like journey that i'm i'm currently on <laughs> uh you know and you guys are a part of it it's awesome but um you know before that i didn't didn't really know uh how to spread the seed you know what i mean like until i realized that i wanted like more than i think it was the the right the realization that look and i don't want this information to like make money or you know what i mean do all these things off of write a book or any of that like i want the insight and the information to be able to help people like that's just somehow that's like my end game goal you know is like somehow help people one person two freaking a hundred i hope it gets like thousands that'd be great you know what i mean but like legitimate like help like like you know because a lot of time dude podcasts are uh, like somebody is putting a voice into their head during their day because their life is shit (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean and so like if you can be like a, a conscientious kind of voice of reason that doesn't try to take a stance from like anyone else's perspective and just kind of share openly um then i think that that's huge for some people when they do stumble upon you know like our work yeah but the, one of the main problems with this whole thing is the fact that a lot of people uh will look at the word conspiracy or whatever and they'll say, nope, I'm not going to listen to that. I want facts. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. my Instagram has me listed as a scientist, so people can just take that. <laughs> <and shove it laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, my podcast awesome. is philosophy, so I'm a, I'm a scientific philosopher, and they can kiss my ass. This is how I identify, guys, you know? But you know what the funny thing is? is like uh, I was telling Dave, I think, a while back that um, – if you look at the, the time period when the, the word conspiracy, the terminology conspiracy theory came out, it was around the time when they couldn't explain what the fuck um, happened to Kennedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. The CIA, the CIA invented that. And why does everybody have to like jump on it? It's like, these are people that had operation mockingbird paperclip, you know, all these different, uh, these different tests on, on humans, you know, and you're going to believe them when they say conspiracy theory, you're just, you're just jumping on the bandwagon with them, the enemy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've they've successfully turned us all against everything and everybody, dude. Like, like it's any it's wild. anything that they can label us as. They have seg- they have segregated nature. into smaller and smaller everything. Everybody, all the mystery yeah. schools are broken into fragments. Everything. Like I'm reading the secret uh, secret mystery te- or the secret teachings of the ages. And like, I'm just part of the way in, but it's very clear to me just even early on going through all these different sects of, you know, um, Freudalism, 
Freudism and you know what I mean? Um, Baconism, Sir Francis Bacon's thought process. So each person All of them has their fragmented. own sect. Each yeah. of these thinkers developed their own group, their own team. And it's all basically only two ideas. <laughs> one's materialistic and one's spiritual. That's all that all of these schools are split. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just these two basic things. But really, life is one basic thing. It's it's both at the same time. So mm-hmm. all it is is just a breaking of, of everything that is uh is valid like for uh, for us in our spirituality our reality it's a, it's a great tradition um have you guys seen the movie don't look up yeah i haven't seen it yet no <laughs> dude you gotta see that one man it's yeah, loaded. Hearing about it. loaded like even one of the fucking main guys not one of the main guys but the main guy who's kind of like steve jobs character yes uh, <laughs> talks about um joaquin and boaz the pillars uh yeah. united right and it's like holy fuck he actually used those words you oh know and that's a freemason way of thinking yeah yes. it's getting pretty brazen nowadays and uh it, it just shows you what the intent is if, if you're becoming a- this brazen there's a huge intent like dude what's up with this volcano fucking erupting and looking like a mushroom cloud right mm-hmm. did you guys see you that think it was a volcano or do you think it was a bomb it could be a fucking bomb in a volcano. Maybe the underground lair, bro, was testing a fucking weapon and it went bad and they blew up the underground fucking Dr. Evil lair. It looked like a fucking almost like a it mushroom, looked like cloud, a mushroom cloud, cloud, but I'm not a fucking expert. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and it was like four still frames from a quote unquote satellite fucking overhead. Right. So, yeah. so, so I'm just like, dude. All right. So they knew this was going to happen right in time to have a fucking balloon right over top. <laughs> right so i mean like that's you know uh uh, that speaks to the fact that these things obviously aren't spinning around the earth at all these thousands of miles an hour like they want to tell us um we would have shit falling down from the sky so often if satellites were up there fucking guarantee you we already have balloons falling (laughs) instead they're sticking there with gorilla glue to the firmament yeah yeah exactly (laughs) we were just talking about that the other like some fucking suction cups dude they're really high tech like fucking catwoman suction cups you know so it's like yeah and then when they go to space that's why they're always upside down you know what i mean up there because they got the bottom of the fucking space shuttle just stuck in the firmament goo (laughs) (laughs) yeah because like you know there's those storms sometimes and it'll rain like goo or like frog eggs or like weird shit. So it speaks to like, we're just in a very small ovum of the universe that just gets impregnated from time to time. Yeah. We're in a womb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of mother earth, like legit hundred percent. Right. It's just, you know, our, our three dimensionality limits us and what we're able to perceive. But like, if you go and sit in the sun in the grass and, and find a quiet calm, you'll kind of feel that the earth has something going on there. You know what I mean? Uh, unless you just like to deny yourself any simple joy in life. And there's people like that. For sure. <laughs> Alan, what else you got? Um, the fact that you brought up the firmament, uh, men in black, the first one, remember when okay. uh, Will like, like to have sex with each other. Oh no, that was dirty work. <laughs> that right? was dirty work. Rest in peace, <laughs> Norm, Norm McDonald. That was a great film. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the scene where they're, they're sitting, like, they're they're sitting on the bench. Like a high right? guy. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. hundred percent. And he says, uh, he goes, uh, it took us years to convince the world, to convince everybody that the world is flat, right? And nobody caught that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So little hints like that. Or um, that one uh, creature he chased down that had the eyelids that fl- flick two ways. And when you see the, the clips of these reptilians, that's exactly what you see when yeah. their eyes are doing the, the little, you know, flicker. I don't know if you guys yes. seen that. Yes, I know exactly. That's uh, yeah. You've seen it in George Bush before, right? Yes, yes. Like, especially uh, uh, Junior or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The youngster seemed to do it more often. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, like he like he couldn't help himself when he was out in public. He, he had to flex his lizard muscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, shows how stupid yeah. he was too, right? Yeah, I, I think that's just a fucking ploy. But then again, dude, you can afford to be stupid when you're that high up on the ladder. You can be whatever the fuck you literally want to be. And if you're if you're just sucking up adrenochrome all the time, you know, who knows if that has a, an effect on on when you're not on it. Maybe you're just dumb as shit when you're not on it afterward. You know, you got yeah. zero adrenaline. You're just a mumbling fool like Joe Biden when he stumbles around and shit. Mm-hmm. And then the other times, maybe it's not two Joe Bidens. Maybe he's just high on adrenochrome half the time. <laughs> Could be. You know Could what be. I mean? Like that would make a lot of sense to me because these people when he's, behave a lot like drug addicts all the time. When he's actually when he's actually getting his words right, then you know he just fucking swallowed some adrenochrome. Yeah, yeah. he just did a bump. Other than that, he's a fucking Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big time. Like these Big people. Time. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean. I, I yeah, there's something to this whole thing, and it's not just bullshit fucking paperwork coming out on fucking on bit shoot and stuff about this adrenochrome. Like this, we've been being told about this, whether through art or um, or through the news. You know, like weird little articles about them saying that if they do transplants with uh, of old people's blood and plasma with younger people's, they fucking reverse age. Like they put those. Uh, notifications and stuff out in scientific journals like upwards of three or four years ago sometimes more and now it's like a weird thing and it's like unbelievable that they could be harvesting anything from anybody like come on (laughs) yeah it's fucking wild man but then again what if it is just like we were saying and we're willing it just just by talking about it what if we Mm -hmm. are the ones creating the situation in the, and back, maybe in the back of our collective minds and it fucking manifests. And that makes me wonder about in the end times when they say that like a, like a bunch of people will be executed. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not the vaccine, but maybe it's the, the truthers. Right? The, the truthers will be executed because... Dude, I've been having they, weird they dreams. Blame they'll blame oh. us for manifesting the whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once they find out the psychic powers are real. Right. And that they, they don't have them anymore because they took the shot. <laughs> yeah, they'll get pissed and kill us. You're right. <laughs> That's 100%. Dude, they've been they've been getting primed for killing of the mutants for so long. Like, look at all this these mutant movies, X-Men, right? They're always mm-hmm. looking after him, trying to kill him. And I do think that this is happening on a, in a real way with people. People are waking up in more ways of just common sense. Um, and it's weird. Like, I've like maybe that's why there's no more common sense. Uh, I personally have met and know like so many people that are sensitives. Um, and, and it's like, it seems like most of us that are kind of in this, this community of just like pushing information around uh, are kind of sensitive to that. Cause we've managed to get over our fucking, our little 
programmed voices telling us that we're not fucking worth shit <laughs> and mm-hmm. and put it out there you know like so yeah dude it's fucking nuts but um so yeah so in men in black uh there's that scene like you're saying when they're sitting on the bench but what do you think about like about like the the idea of like an underground fucking intergalactic like spaceport spaceport i'm not like you know how when you go when they go down the elevator and it opens up and there's like all these different creatures because we hear like stories about deep underground military bases yeah and and weird alien shit right going on like i'd imagine it's not as like pc and happy looking as the men in black one when you get down there right (laughs) yeah Probably more fucking terrifying than you can imagine or just completely you know still and like weird hospital-y vibe uh, that's what I imagine all of this shit as, like all this weird, uh, you know, science, science <laughs> that they're doing uh, in all these places. It just it, I'd imagine it's just a big fucking sterile concrete. You know what I mean? Like not basic military. I'm sure it's done up really well and futuristic or whatever, like mm-hmm. coated, in, coated in fucking plastic or <laughs> however they do, you know, underground. I don't know. I've never been under Mount Shasta, but it seems like there's something going on in these underground places. So I just wonder, you know, like, do you think it is like maybe not intergalactic or or something, but Mm -hmm. what if like all these, these different creatures that we're not privy to are just from like earth, whether it's like inner earth or above the the firmament earth or, or out, you know, like there's that thought that it's like a dome and a dome and a dome. There's like three domes in our solar system. Right. And and yeah, and so like the next moon and sun out is like Mars and Venus, you know, and right. the years like super crazy long or something. I don't know how that works. It's interesting though. Uh, to, or it's to like think a, that way. A, di- a different dimension, you know? Yes. What I mean, like like that light is a portal. Uh, right. And this is what I'm hearing more and more, and kind of vibing on more and more is like the stars are portals. They're representations of where you're going. Right. Like if you were to somehow be able to shoot through that portal and so so it's just manifesting light here you know kind of like like i don't know if i talked to you about this davy but i was talking to nico about it i had one of those ce5 meditation encounters yep you told me (laughs) that and um you know it manifested as light like through energy so i kind of wonder if uh i wonder if if anything is not like manifested by consciousness like almost on an immediate basis anymore because to be able to make lights just kind of show up where i wanted to that's and if that's like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to people's powers and shit like what if these aliens or whatever we think they are are just people that have fucking like hit that next step and turn themselves ethereal and fucking therefore transcended time and so they're able to adopt whatever avatar body they want. And some of them are Nordics and, and some of them are like weird globby fucking close to fuck <laughs> of a character. Like, you know what I mean? Like you see in men in black and like, what if these are all just people, dude? Right. Holy fuck. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. I thought of it more of like ancient alien races. I used to yeah. too, but like, I don't know. That's really not vibing with me anymore. Like none of the ancient alien shit is, is clicking with me. I think it's all stuff from our past. From whether you want to call it different timelines, but different pasts, 
Like, um, it, like if you look at it realistically, we're only here for a blink of an eye. A hundred years right. is nothing, right? So, say you can't it just, say it's just like okay, game over, shut it off for a fucking million years. We won't know. You know, if the Earth just sits here, nothing's going on. It's just turned off like a fucking ant farm with no ants in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just shut down, and then they come back and sprinkle some fucking ant juice, or, or you know what I mean, some sea monkeys <laughs> in there, and fucking you know, put some salt water, and then poof, all of a sudden you got life again. Like I think what if, that it's pretty similar to that, like the marbles in Men in Black. What if we're AI? It could be, dude. I I don't think we are AI. AI. I don't. I don't think we're artificial intelligence. I think we're just intelligence. Um, yeah. I think the word artificial is yeah. a misnomer because I think that our bodies um, may very well be created, but it's it's not in. I don't think it's in the the sense of creating like we're used to seeing like people in labs do now. I think that there was something else going on in the past, and uh, you know, alchemy was a little bit different when it was the land of giants. You know, um, yeah. these giant, these giants, and these Nephilim, and these, um, these like Breatharians, like they had, uh, they were the next step up on the divinity level. You know what I mean? Demigods or whatever you want to call them. So they had the ability to alchemically transmute differently than we do now. Um, right. You know, they were they were giant size. So if you think about <laughs> how we're able to manipulate molecules, they were probably able to manipulate elements differently. Just shout next, out to uh, shout out to New York Patriot, but he was saying today. Did you see that comment he made in the group chat? He was like, "What if we are AI and this is the vaccine is an upgrade? <laughs> well, we are machines, you know." I think it is for for the for the NPCs, right? <clears throat> Could be. I mean, that would make hella sense to me. And um, and if it's not that, it's simply it it is that way because we we require duality and we require polarity like for this particular version of of this realm or this earth that we're in right now like it requires hella fucking conflict in order to be interesting always because, they, because, they show that in movies all the well, time and there's nothing else interesting about this fucking world dude we're we're practically slaves you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like i can understand though how my soul might decide to come here <laughs> and and go through this test because it's different i'll give it that it's probably not like anything i've ever been through as a soul <laughs> you know yeah, dude, trying on a different level like okay this is new <laughs> i never thought 20 years ago that i'd be having these fucking discussions you know what i mean it's like how the hell did my like i said to somebody at work the other day i said this whole COVID thing i'm like how is it that I'm not the sharpest tool in the fucking shed yet? I can see this, what's going on, but other people can't. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, that was a huge question. And they're like, I know, dude, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Well, the weirdest thing is, is like, I, I feel like I've been on the path to figuring all this shit, being able to see all this shit for a very long time. I mean, since like at least 1995, when I first saw this movie, um, 12 monkeys, dude. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I was just tripping out about that on, uh, on men in black there. Like, uh, do you think those deep underground military bases really are like conglomerates of people or are they just like, I think there might be portals under there down there or something like, um, okay. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're you're good. I'm just okay. Going okay. Off so on what you're saying about there. 
no, no, no. Like what you're saying about the laboratories and stuff. I don't know if you guys remember. I don't, there was a story that um was released online, uh, I think a year ago or two years ago about uh Bernie Mac and uh cloning facility. Is this any? Does this ring a bell to anybody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what Bernie Mac said was he goes, they took him to a swamp in the middle of nowhere. And he said it was like an underground, like he goes, what you see in the movies. Right. And when he went down there, it's all laboratory, but in white coats. And then he saw a, uh, a clone of himself. And that's when they stabbed it. And he felt it. You know what I mean? Saying you can be replaced at any time. So kind of stay on, <laughs> kind of stay on board with what's going on. So the whole reason why I heard he, while the conspiracy behind his death is, if we could even use that word anymore, um, was that uh, he was telling uh, D.L. Hewley and uh, uh, Cedric and Steve Harvey that, um, listen, man, I don't like what's going on here. And they're like, just shut up and take the money. All right. We're going to be famous. We're going to be rich. We're going to have everything we want. And he says, well, Sounds I don't know. Right. Huh? Sounds about right. Yeah, and he says, I don't, I, don't, I don't approve of any of this shit. I don't want a clone of me. They stabbed a damn clone, and I felt it. You know what I mean? And then myst- mystically, magically, he ends up dead. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. they're, they're, and on top of that, there was like the movie, when you look back and watch the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, The Sixth Day, it was showing cloning in that. And it was saying how um, you, when they're cloned, they don't have a soul. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, who are you? you? You ever seen you? You ever thought you've seen the same person in several places? Yep. Like the exact same fucking person, or like they're all family. I mean, granted, I'm in the Midwest, so there is a lot of like all in the family shit, right? But <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like I swear, no, it's just like like if you look at the same person, and if you're any kind of like sensitive, you you might get the same vibe off of like two different people that look slightly different, but they're like the same in the eyes. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, there's gotta be cloning going on. I think for there to be 7 billion quote unquote souls on this planet or people, mm-hmm. I, I don't see how. And um, I wonder well, if like, I ain't fucking anybody. So there's no babies for me. <laughs> do they, yeah. No, you don't need it. They already got you cloned, bro. They just haven't stabbed you in the gut yet. So you can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you also- just wouldn't, you won't know. But, dude, I had a, a scary fucking dream uh, fucking recently about getting, uh, like, held down and fucking forced forced shot. It's probably, you know, just a reflection of the day we're going through in real life. But yeah. um, as soon as I got the shot, I woke up. And it's weird because, like, for the last couple nights, I've been going to sleep or something happening in my dream. And, it'll, and I'll wake up and I can remember that thing happening. The night before, I was like, I laid down in the dream, and it felt like I had a rock in my in my back, and I woke up and I had a knot in my back, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So yeah. like, so there's something really? weird going on there, and and that kind of like ties into a weird way, like like the Matrix also. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously we don't turn off when we go to sleep, so we're not in like like sleep mode per se, with just the energy going through it. Like there's something that happens with our consciousness and. Um, oh yeah definitely what do you guys think that is yeah like do you think do you think that we're just like going to the fourth dimension realm or is that infinite realms i think it's a connection to the ethereal like all right in your guys's dreams is 
Is it is it ever a thing where the sky is really colorful? I do like, have like, that, yeah. Like blues and purplish yeah. colors. Sometimes, yeah. I've even had a dream where I saw Saturn in our atmosphere. I've had the planet dream thing too, dude. That's weird. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's so wild. I, uh, like right in our atmosphere, like bigger than the moon. You can see Saturn with the rings in our atmosphere. That's nuts, dude. It just like, that see that that stuff makes that. me wonder about that like domes on domes thing because you would go out like several layers and that's where the Saturn Saturn would be the sun, you know what I mean, or whatever Jupiter yeah. the sun and Saturn the moon. So I wonder if we're not like uh, living simultaneous existences in this realm, but in different layers. Like we got those. Uh, and but and but these are these all these different layers of you know are extraterrestrial or extra terra right so that suggests that they're all on earth first of all you know extraterrestrial extra terra terra yep. what they used to call earth so that makes sense to me but um so like i i think that that's where this whole like alien and like men in black cover up like you've heard of stories of like something really outlandish would happen with a family. Like, um, you know, the kid would be able to see a past life or, or whatever. And then like these men dressed in suits would come to their door. Of course, you yeah. know, and, or like, and it's always the weirdest, but most relatable situations. Like if it's, and you hear p some people come out about, you know, their experience with like alien or like a ship touching down in their fucking yard. And them going out and having a chat with these fucking beings and these beings telling them it's all good and this and that. But then mm -hmm. the government coming and telling them, like, if they fucking say anything that super eight, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Super eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think there's stuff like that going like, just like in super eight, right. You got this fucking shit breaking through the veil or whatever happened there. Right. Like it was something, uh, or was it an experiment in super eight, that movie? Yeah, I think it was an experiment with an extraterrestrial uh, creature, right. ET-like creature. Yes, yeah. wasn't that was that Stephen King? No, it was Spielberg. JJ uh, Abrams oh. Spielberg. That's yeah, why Spielberg. it was an alien. I get yeah. it. Okay, yeah, I, I think if it was Stephen King, it would have been through a dimension. I always said Super Eight happened there. Uh, <laughs> said Super Eight was like ET meets the Goonies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, but it, it had that Stephen King vibe because of how it followed the kids around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. that—that's I think why I related it to Stephen King because it had that point of view, uh, from the kids' point of view. You know, Spielberg mm -hmm. did a lot of that too, though. You know, for sure. Yeah, uh, I heard Spielberg. Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg was a pedo. Yep, hundred percent. I, I hear they all are. You know, to be honest with you, and I totally fuck. That's think crazy. About, think about this. All right, if you look like back in the day, like who the artisans, the artists that were like dancers and singers and play playwrights and and players, right? Um, think about how weird those fucking court gesture type fucks are, right? Oh yeah. Like like these are the the weird out like fringe of society forever now, like forever. Like go go back like medieval times. And these people were fringe as fuck even back then. So, like, if you fast forward a couple thousand, a couple hundred thousand years or whatever, however long we've been here, these people are literally maxed out on their bullshit fucking meeting. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like well, they tapped into everything they could tap into. And, yeah. and, like, I think that they're, like, a lot of these are wandering souls that can't get out of here for some reason. 
and mm-hmm. who knows maybe we all are and maybe <laughs> like this whole thing is just a giant soul trap and the lord uh whatever the fuck from scientology is going to come down with a soul vacuum and fucking scoop us all up or whatever the fuck they... yeah <laughs> yeah xenu lord xenu yeah exactly like and see like there's a very there's just as good of a chance that that's the case also <laughs> i think that's why scientology kind of took off a lot of people realize it might as well <laughs> you might as well be <laughs> yeah well look at tom cruise look how he Look how crazy he is in Scientology. Oh, he, seems, he seems happy though, bro. <laughs> yeah, a little too happy, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's something, yeah. something going on. There. I'm in love. <laughs> is um is John Travolta still in that? Because I heard the the whole thing with his son. They told him not to take uh, some kind of medication, and he listened to them. His son ended up dying, so he didn't. Uh, I don't know if he's still in Scientology. You guys remember that? And then Kelly Preston, his wife, uh, died. I I don't know. Um, I heard something about him possibly not being, but yeah, okay. I, I don't know a hundred percent. I think he's gay. He's gay, right? Yeah, he had allegations. He's, he's fucking broken, dude. He's got doing the okay sign on like as soon as I turn on my HBO Max, uh, his face pops up and he's doing the okay sign, which if you don't know is also sixes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sixes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. the three fingers. You know what I mean? Right. It's damn, what the so, devil? Yeah. So it's six, six, six. So he's yeah. doing that doubled up, right? Right there. And that's the first thing you see when you see this HBO Max app pop up on, on the fucking TV. So, mm-hmm. like, all of this type of thing really points, you know, in a direction. And it's so brazen because people just simply don't want to believe it. They, they don't want anything to do with even thinking that, like, their favorite fucking uh, personalities. And that's all these people are, is personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like you and I. Yeah. Yes, sir. And they just oh, don't have to be protected by the parasites or the evil that they do. Yeah. It's what nuts, they, dude. Are, yeah. yeah, they're protected so that their um you know their persona or their uh personality is not uh compromised, right? Mm-hmm. Which it already was, but they're protected from it and it's not gonna be outed so to speak until well, maybe they go against that well, then to life. then to like back that up even further like people like jim carrey um understand and believe that he's like no i just i just am characters jim carrey yeah. even a character you know what i mean and like right. if you can really step back and appreciate that point of view like you know he must have seen some ridiculous shit to have to detach himself <laughs> so oh, yeah. much from right. himself, you know, well, and to install the these different characters. That's not the just thing. To play in film, but to adapt. Like we that's all do this. We, we we all, all develop us, our character. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of us are characters, and we're all on a fucking uh, a stage. You know, uh, the world is a stage, and we are actors portraying a, a certain persona, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I'm wondering, like, what happened along the line Fighting with our souls? Like, why were we all collectively sick of medieval times and magic and all that fun shit? Like, <laughs> and we're flying and all that. Like, maybe just, you know, yeah, this is the next uh, little little piece. And it's definitely interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe people were, were mad loners back in the day when they lived forever and could use magic. You know what I mean? So they're just like kind of 
<laughs> went off and did their own weird little magic shit. And then like, that's what became wrong with the world is all these different little magic groups telling each other that they're not cool with the other people's magic. And then finally magic just died because it got so divided. Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, I, highly possible. Could be. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. That's what, I, that's what I love about having these discussions because like, Anything anybody brings up, I'm not going to fucking judge them for it. I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's highly likely, you know? Well, I, well it's like the the very basic uh, underlying things in movies aren't the things that are standing out right now. Like in life, it's all the most outlandish, craziest shit is making the most sense with what we see going on. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude. Like, I don't know. How many years ago is 95 fucking... <coughs> Uh, Holy like fuck, 30, 30 years ago? I can't even believe it. So, so yeah, this is like, all right, so 1992, you had that, um, the opening for the Olympics, was it, with all the fucking needles and viruses? So that, right. was, that was in 1992. Now, in, in 1995, 12 Monkeys came out, and, and in this movie, uh, he's sent back in time, um, to stop this virus, uh, outbreak this deadly virus that wipes out almost all of humanity forcing survivors underground um so so he's you know he's a prisoner and he lives in a compound beneath philadelphia and the scientists want to send him back in time you know uh to help them uh, help them find the original virus in 12 monkeys and so this is 30 years ago like that that this came out and oh dude it's mind-blowing so he pops back in or they send him back in time. He pops up in Baltimore. Uh, he's arrested and put in a mental hospital. You know what I mean? When he just like materializes out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And uh, he's under the care of Dr. Catherine Rayleigh. And he encounters uh, Brad Pitt's character there. Uh, who's an environmentalist and an anti-corporatist. Uh, it says here. <laughs> and, and of so, course, he's in a mental asylum. Yes, he's in a mental <laughs> asylum, you know. And the craziest Can't thing is, so so he's interviewed by all these doctors, and he tries to explain to them that the virus outbreak has already happened, right? Like, because he's from the future. So <laughs> so he's, uh, after he tries to escape, they lock him in a cell, but he just disappears. He wakes back up in 2035 and is interrogated. Um, and... Uh, assert that there's an association with the army of the 12 monkeys. Uh, So basically he gets back and then they send him in another time and he goes back and he tries to find his doctor. The one that, that he apparently had a connection with when, when she diagnosed him as being a fucking crazy person. So he goes back and he finds her Dr. Rayleigh and he, she's giving a lecture on, on this. And this is like super key. And it really tripped me out to see that it's called the Cassandra complex. So it's, it's a metaphor, right? Um, it's uh, can be known as like a syndrome or a phenomenon or a predicament or a dilemma or a curse. So, so these are all the things that this Cassandra metaphor has been known as, and it, it originates in Greek mythology. Uh, Cassandra was the daughter of Priam, the King of Troy and struck by her beauty Apollo provided her with the gift of prophecy. But when Cassandra refused Apollo's romantic advances, he placed a curse, ensuring that nobody would believe her warnings. (laughs) Cassandra was left the knowledge of future events, 
but neither alter these nor convince others of the validity of her predictions. Jesus. So, 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 dude. (laughs) And I didn't know this until like minutes before I clicked on with you guys and I read through this. I was mind blown. So basically this metaphor that this doctor is, is, you know, the embodiment of in this movie is, you know, the the thing happening of uh, telling somebody something, crying wolf, they're really being a wolf and nobody listens. They could see the fucking wolf, but nobody listens. You know what I mean? So this is this this Cassandra syndrome uh, or a curse. Uh, that blows my mind that it's listed as a it's, curse. It's kind of like us, right? So, yeah, and, and it, it it is absolutely a curse. But, like, dude, is it a curse because this metaphor creating it as a curse exists? Like, I don't know. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But, yeah, so, I mean, I just looked at that, like, to find out that this is what the doctor, who's the second main character in the whole movie, you know, the uh, the token woman, you know, with the woman-male combination. Ma- Madeline Stowe, right? Um, I completely, yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> yeah, Madeline Stowe. Um, so, so he goes back and he finds her, and this is what she's giving a lecture about to people. <laughs> telling them fucking 30 years ago dude uh there we got a problem with people not believing the people that know what the fuck's gonna happen in the future and this is you know <laughs> a, and this is about a virus that supposedly takes out all of humanity and um so Uh, uh, sorry, I drew a blank right there. Uh, Rayleigh meets Dr. Peters uh, after this this uh, group where he's going – remember, he's going to find his doctor when he jumped back in time. So he gets there, and she leaves this lecture. Then uh, she meets with a doctor who tells her that apocalypse alarmists represent the same vision, while humanity's gradual destruction of the environment environment is the real lunacy. So we have kind of like a spin towards global warming versus agenda. Uh, yeah, global warming versus uh, apocalypse alarmists. You could call that conspiracy theorist or whatever, right? Um, so there's that argument there. Um, so a lot of these little things are are key, and it really makes one wonder. Like, all right, so they put this movie out there, in 1995. This is 30 years ago, and it's on some kind of a energetic timeline. Like, say you do something now, you get a reaction a certain number of years from now, depending on what time of day or whatever it is that they do. Maybe it's a movie release. You know, remember back in 95, huge blockbuster events when they opened these movies up. And, you know, and this is in Hollywood. Um, and Hollywood's pretty much like built on sacred fucking ground. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of temples and shit there before the cataclysm and all that. Um, remember California belonged to uh, Queen Khalifa and Calafia and, and all of the giant Amazon women. And we kind of are learning now that these more giant people could use cymatics and different other types of energies. They can harness this stuff. So, um, yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, basically, they, they, they run around and, and they try to figure out how to how to stop this virus from coming out because remember this virus is going to just kill off most if not all of humanity and people have to go underground um and so they 
track down this, you know, environmentalist guy who they think is is part of it simply because there's a lot of spray painting and stuff all around for this 12 monkeys group. And realistically, they are just, uh, you know, a bullshit situation that wants to just let these animals out of the zoo. That was like their prerogative. All along was to let the animals out of the zoo. So so they're like tracing the wrong people. By the time they find out that uh, who's going to have the virus that gets onto this airplane, uh, it becomes too late. And then that's when it loops back to a uh, a flashback that uh, Bruce Willis character keeps having throughout the movie of him running through an airport and there being shooting. So um, basically... Uh, the main point I think that this, that this is making, which is like crazy, crazy real for this moment is like, all right, this virus thing going back in time. And, um, I, you know, we we're talking about on, uh, on Matt's podcast, great deception about time, uh, and CERN and this, this like Mandela effect a little, um, so like, are, are they telling us all this shit 30 years ago to make it happen? you know this year um like the power manifestation yeah because it just seems like it seems too too fucking close either that right or like there's another thought like what if because you know how um in the 12 monkeys he goes in and there's like in the future there's these department stores and they're all fucking frozen and above ground and like abandoned or whatever and um like so is this something that maybe already happened in the past you know like shit i never thought of it that way like and that's something like this happened and then people had to go underground because we know we hear a lot of things about people going underground um or is it like a cyclical thing that this is going to happen or or like we were saying are they gonna fucking cause it to happen by and now they've remember they've got this this series 12 monkeys uh you know coming out and and currently out so you know there's a push for this they probably changed the narrative in that show, right? I would imagine it's not centered around a viral outbreak, but I could be wrong. Um, it, it's it's just absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, so that really just stood out to me about that that metaphor, that Cassandra metaphor for for telling people all day, you know, uh, what's going on, and them just not believing you. And, right. you know, being proven right over and over again and still nothing. It's this Cassandra effect. And I still think we're going to get to the point where it's going to be like fucking Blade Runner, though, you know? You know what? I think I think that that could be the case, man. Um, because that's the ultimate goal here for them is transhumanism. Did you see how the world's all dead in that movie? Like, in the yeah, definitely. Yeah, completely that, fucking industrial and disgusting, and yeah, yeah, that's the way it's going. And you know, I I gotta kind of say like, I really hope that we're all just time jumping spirits. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, I I still you know believe that that like there's a certain path of righteousness, but I think that we do come back here more more like more than just this time. Uh, I just wish that when we got reincarnated that our memory wasn't wiped so we could be wiser. You know? <laughs> I, you know, I think it just depends on what, what our, what our end goal is. Um, Cause you know, a lot of people have these abilities and these awesome things, these awesome gifts, uh, you know, and they're they misuse them. Things. 
well, yeah, but they, they have that choice. You know what I mean? And maybe there's only permitted to be certain uh, amount or aspects of gifts on the planet at one time. You know what I mean? We, we don't know what the whole breakdown is for like all of this stuff. And um, I think these crazy people like to think they know about all this stuff just because they've been getting away with whatever they're doing so successfully for so long. So they're just like, fuck it. We don't even care anymore. Right. Whereas back in the day, they used to put this movie out like 30 years in advance. It seems to be a lot quicker now. Oh, like you'll sure. see things uh, come out in the fucking same week there or like, you know what I mean? Very, very quickly thereafter. Yeah, it's like it's irrelevant. out now and you can watch it, but you have to pay a price. But uh, Alan, what are your thoughts on like soul selling? Like selling your soul and shit. Um, I think, okay, so with that, I think it's part of a ritual, obviously, right? I think... People that sell their soul, they're, there's things they have to do that they, um, how do you put it? Uh, Compromise their integrity? Yes, like to show that basically I, um, I, I have no more consciousness. I'm, I, I'm done. You know what I mean? My soul is, is now yours. Uh, I have no integrity, no empathy, no whatever. I'm just like a, a rag doll. And like an empty vessel, right? Shell you were right because if you have the power to influence people in the wrong way and it's not part of what um, they want, right? You sell your soul. There's never a threat of that happening again. You know what I mean? If you have the power to influence a lot of people, it's like, okay, sell your soul, and you don't have to influence this amount of people anymore. You have to just do our narrative or whatever, right? Prime example of this is um, Eddie Murphy in raw i don't know if you guys remember that was like eighty thousand people in a stadium yeah yeah and he was influenced people like like uh like for example black people to you know what i mean to like stand up for yourself and you know not put up with any racial shit and he was waking he was uh you know he was waking a lot of heads like influentially right and And then all of a sudden disney got to him yes and then all of a sudden boom i'm not doing stand-up anymore I'm going to do a whole shitload of crappy movies, put on a dress and everything that I preached before that. A lot of comedians like Dave Chappelle and said they, when Eddie Murphy was in his 20s, that that inspired me to do comedy. You know yeah, what I he mean? He was a G straight up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, poof. You know what I mean? So I think he sold his soul. Going, coming back to your question. Poof, you're gone, nigga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, fuck, that's what they did, they did to him. Like, whether it was the boules or whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever frat he's... And he also holds up the uh, Masonic... Uh, oh, yeah. De- devil yeah. horns. Yeah. So he's obviously part of the boule. You know, he can't be part of Skull and Bulls because they're, they're uh, racist. There's no, there's no black people in their society, right? Ain't no such thing as a black skull, boy. this is why they 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 came up with the black boule yeah but um getting back to the movies and the tv shows do you guys ever watch utopia i haven't but i think we discussed that on the last episode did we not oh oh my god with john kuzak uh right they they canceled it after the after the first season because too many people were catching on yeah and i'm like this is exactly what's going on now, also, what's going on in Australia? You ever you guys seen Songbird, right? Remember when that came out? That came out uh, 
2020 last year or a couple years ago yeah yeah and then all of a sudden this is australia you know yeah and like they call them the people that are immune to the illness scum Muni, <laughs> yeah beauty scum mm-hmm. oh why because i didn't take the vaccine and that's why i'm immune yeah he was the only guy yeah. that he was allowed to do everything bro he was the delivery guy you know what i mean so this is this is opposite world now the vaccine is going to compromise your immune system and you're going to get sick mm-hmm. and then the people who are not taking the vaccine they're the scum of the earth oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Th- it's definitely going to go in that direction um <clears throat> i mean but it's just dude it's honestly it's getting so freaking weird i think there's going to be like a major influx of this metaverse and people are going to go, dude, this shit's too weird out here. Just put me in there. Yeah. That's you know? what it seems like. Cause it's that's so like strange and it makes so little sense. Like either that or like this dream is really starting to go off on its own fucking track. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's getting fucking weird, dude. Especially like when world is, they're inverting the on. earth. Well, and you turn the TV on, and it's fucking you. You you turn your TV off, and fucking real life looks exactly like some fictional shit you just watched. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like exactly the alike. Like, dude, right now it looks like uh, invasion. You know, the um, invasion of the body snatchers from like fucking five years. No, sorry, oh, 12, yeah. like twelve years ago, the one with um, Michelle oh. uh, Kidman, Nicole Kidman. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So so look at, and they had to put it in something you drank, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like you had to imbibe that it they somehow. That? Yeah, they they would spit in the in your cup and fucking dr- you drink it and then you fall asleep and you wake oh, up and you're shit. one of them. Okay. And like, dude, but they don't. They're just fucking giving us nano worms and face masks, <laughs> you know. Instead, <laughs> instead, dude, like here, here's your jab, and if you're not gonna have that, you gotta wear a mask. But then there's weird little nano worms, so it's like, dude, it's invasion of the fucking body snatchers. Dude, the, one of the most terrifying scenes in all of movie history for me is the original, not the original Body Snatchers, but the remake with uh, Donald Sutherland. Yes. Where at the very end, he points and he's like, yeah. yeah, that's dude. what's going on with people right now. Fucking virtue that, signaling, dude. That's all it is. Yeah. Holy cow, dude. Oh, man. So here's the thing. If you get the jab and you don't fall asleep, you can't turn into an alien. So you'll be okay. You just, <laughs> you just, you just got to stay awake. All right? <laughs> so that's for everybody out there. <laughs> that's a movie tip of the week right there. <laughs> if you get snatched up by the Vax, don't go to sleep. You, you know. That's the thing. Movies, uh, entertainment-wise, I'm looking for symbolism now, and, and that's my entertainment. It's yeah. not to me if it's fucking just bullshit uh, being fed to me. You know what I mean? I want to see that symbology in there, you know? But yeah. have, you, have you been able to throw anything on and not see something? No. Like, like and I mean, no. like, like, you could look at the most innocent thing, cartoons, animes, whatever. I, I like to indulge in animes big time, dude. There's a lot going on there that, like, actually makes sense. <laughs> Like oh, I, for sure. I, I heard about I heard about the D-Wave quantum computer and time travel back when I started watching Steins Gate like fucking six years ago. Nice. You know what I mean? So like that concept was pretty well foreign to me, and now I'm finding out like more and more that they're that's what they're doing with all these fucking things they're doing. They're they're sending they could be just sending a text message back in time, dude. 
yeah. and have it set off such a series of events that everything goes all Mandela effect. Like, it could be yep. that simple. Uh, Alan, the one mm. movie we forgot to talk about and mm-hmm. it was racking my brain on our previous episodes was fucking Prince of Darkness, dude. Oh, yes. Yes. John Carpenter. Yeah. Have you seen that, Randy? I have not. No, but Carpenter's, dude, you have to Carpenter's watch that. stuff is, is really, really intriguing. Like He's my every, favorite director. Yeah. Everything of his and, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, well, that's just, you know, genre like horror or whatever. But there's there's something to be no, said. Carpenter, there. Carpenter knows what's up. Symbolism. Yeah. The Big symbolism time. with vampires, the symbolism with these demons and these different creatures is very specific. Um, and I think that it definitely pertains to more than just a fantasy realm. You know? Oh, yeah. definitely. Dude, he did They Live. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. That's yeah. the Bible of conspiracy theorists. <laughs> right. And also um, also the whole uh, the thing, remember? Antarctica, shapeshifters, yes. Antarctica. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and wasn't the thing that goo, wasn't it red? It was, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. All right. So did you did you see that I put on Instagram about the red snow, the pink snow with this fucking toxic algae or some shit, supposedly? I don't think I saw um, that. But it's also like that movie Dreamcatcher. Have you seen that? The oh, Stevie yeah. King Mr. King. Gray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's this post on, on my weather feed, and it's like talking about this this red snow. Don't eat the pretty red pink snow. Uh, it'll it'll fuck. It might kill you or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. These fucking things are here. These, these dream catcher fucking body snatchers. This ties right back into body snatchers because they took that dude's body, you know, and they were chasing him around in his own mind. Do you remember that? <laughs> in in like uh, when dream alien, yeah, when the alien got yeah. inside of him, like like actually like fucking, and I and remember they had to like swallow these eggs in order for them to like hatch inside them, which is also reminiscent of like aliens, yes, and, yes. and, and like, uh, and and the same thing with like, like was it in Blade or whatever that that Blade was, his mom was bitten. So, you know what I mean? Like, so, so there's a lot of this, you know, referring to the womb of humans as like this gestation place for fucking evil. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, so it's really interesting uh, on that side of things. But um, yeah, that dream catcher shit blew my mind for so many years. Those little worm things. <laughs> and, you know, and like, the dude, line, uh, line that sticks out to me, because I saw that in theater, right? And I was with friends and shit, but I laughed hard when, um, uh, Donnie Wahlberg's character because he was like autistic or something or let's just say retarded right <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. not political correctness sake but yeah. he, when he when they killed off Mr. Gray he said Mr. Gay go away <laughs> <laughs> he's he's trying to say Mr. Gray but he was always saying Mr. Gay <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, dude. He he didn't he didn't quite go simple, Jack, but he went close enough. Right, <laughs> right. yeah, three quarters. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, going Stephen back to King, Stephen King did that movie, right? Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. He did the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, super yeah. super nuts, dude. Like uh, Stephen King just fucking speaks to me, man. And and it's like uh, like Skinwalker Ranch. You know how like there's like this veil there, apparently. And like stuff shines through. Like Stephen King talks about that that phenomenon, like that being 
a thin, you know, veil between worlds or it's realms. probably on ley lines and shit or right. Lines. Yeah, exactly. And we know that it's certain places, the Bermuda Triangle, you know what I mean? So on. There's a lot of weird things that happen in these places. But like oh dude, I forgot what I was gonna say, but um but anyway, yeah, and Dreamcatcher, you know, you gotta eat that shit. And then aliens, you gotta in the very beginning of, of aliens, right? You go to the Prometheus uh what was it yep uh kind of rendition uh in the newer series um i can't recall the name right now but anyway, yeah yeah so so anyway like this black goo mm-hmm. the the that like first something first it gets into the air or something and they breathe it in or some some very basic kind mm-hmm. of thing kind of transmission you know um and then and then it gets inside of them and it turns into something else so like uh, turns into these actual aliens that then are out like chasing Ripley and all that other shit. Um, right. But like, I, I don't know. I think that's why space always seems so scary to me and like, not just lonely, but if it's full of aliens, I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing appealing. Like the, the, the big hype was like, let's go fucking shoot ourselves in a can <laughs> up to the fucking sky and right. hang out in the scan for fucking three years. You know, we're just going to hang out in a can for a few years. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I could never vibe with wanting to go to outer space. <laughs> I always just wanted to stay grounded where I am. It's too terrifying for me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's so on purpose, though, too. Like, like, what if the real aliens are down here and the real crazy shit's down here and everybody's, like, looking up, you know, aliens. But, like, like really all of these realms that they show us in these all of these movies are Earth. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe just slightly different time periods. Like, Honestly, why would, like, all these fucking billionaires want to just, like, use their money to go up there, dude? Like, would you, like... Okay, so I think it was Jeff Bezos. They said yeah. if he could give one, he's worth so many billions of dollars. And there's like se- there's seven billion people on this earth, right? Yes. So if he could give every person one billion dollars, he could end a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But no, he was going outer space. <laughs> yeah, in, in a spaceship shape. He like would a, still, a have, yeah, full on, full on dick shit. Full on dick shit over. He would still have thirteen billion dollars left over if he gave everybody on this planet a billion dollars. The only reason they've even flown anybody in that shit is because they could fucking land it. That's all it is. It's just a ride, dude. Like they're just like whoop, and, and then like I don't know. Wow. They, might, they might hit the anti gravity when they're up there, like in the ship, because they have that technology, you know. And yeah. Just fucking be chilling up there, dude. That's Alan, what I, do you that's remember? What I think's going on. Do you remember back in the late 80s when they had Tour of the Universe at CN Tower? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. I was terrified. I was like, oh, I'm in space. (laughs) I don't want to be in space. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Was that like an exhibit or something? Yeah, it was like one of those things where it's like, you know, like like you go to like a fair, like a fairground and they have like a simulator ride. Yes. Oh, Randy, where where are you from? Where are you uh, from? I was uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, but I, I'm in a. Oh, okay. Now. So you've been to Disney World, obviously, or Disneyland. Or whatever, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. There was a, a Star Tours. It's like that. Yeah. You know the, okay. The... Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a blast. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like at the CN Tower, but it made, it made you feel like you were 
launching out of this from the CN Tower into space, yeah. Jupiter and all that shit. Yeah. That's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, getting back, getting back to Prince of Darkness, dude. I want to go. I want to get into this because they down. they fucking they um, mixed science with spirituality in that movie. So like these people had to go. They were in uh, a para, uh, like a parapsychology uh, class in university, and the old instructor took them to this old church and the priest told the, the instructor like there's been uh, a group called the Brotherhood of Sleep that's like uh, you know looking after this green vial underground in the church and we can see things changing in our atmosphere and things are changing and we wanted you to investigate it and next thing you know, they invest, they're investigating it through science. And it's this green, like a vial and this green fluid, like swirling around in it. And they set up their scientific technology to investigate it. Next thing you know, it just like spurts out and shoots out at this one girl into her mouth. <laughs> and then she becomes like a fucking maniac zombie and, starts shooting her green fluid out to the other people in the church. Right. Mm. But the thing is in this movie, <clears throat> um, you have people going apeshit cause they're getting possessed, but at the same time, they're trying to figure out scientifically what's going on. And the priest said to the main scientist, the instructor, he said, this is, this has been going on for, for eons. It's in, it's in the fucking, it's in every molecule, you know, every atom, every molecule, the devil is there. And so is God, but it's up to you to like make the fucking choice. Right. And then the, the scientist was like, why didn't they tell us this? Like for so long, like they've been keeping this from us. And then the, the priest was like, because nobody's ready for it, you know? And it's so crazy because there's so much going on in this movie and it's like all back and forth, scientific and spirituality. That's why I really want you to watch this movie, Randy. And yeah. cause you're going to, you know, your mind's going to be fucking blown, dude. Like it's, it's fucking wild, man. Carpenter definitely knows what's up is all I got to say. Mm-hmm. There was this one girl in the movie where she was like typing on a computer very rapidly and she was like looking back and forth. No, she was just like staring at the screen, typing in like really quick. And this one other girl who wasn't possessed, she looks at it at the screen and it says, um, uh, fuck, I, th I think it says something like, um, you will not be saved or something like that. I am the God Plutonium. You will not be saved. Something like that. And it's just like, what the fuck? It's, it's so wild, dude. You got to see it. Yeah, definitely, dude. For sure. There's not very many movies out there that I haven't seen. And that just happens to be one of them. <laughs> yeah. I've watched it like several times and it's pretty wild. Man. What year did that come out? I think it was like about 86 or seven. 
Yeah, closer to the nineties, late late eighties, late eighties for sure. Yeah. So I'm really surprised I haven't seen that. Maybe I have. I just don't. Because that was the movie that Carpenter did right before They Live, and I and They Live was like eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah. Prince of Darkness is like eighty six or eighty seven or some shit. And I Alice feel like Cooper, I've seen it, but I'm not hundred percent. Alice Cooper made uh, an appearance in it as one of the homeless bums that's possessed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man. So, dude, uh, what do you guys think about Elvira? What was that about, dude? Do you guys remember any of that? Did you get any of that up there? Or was it just all advertising in the U.S.? Elvira? Yeah, it was like uh, like. Mistress of the Dark? Yeah, dude. The big tits? Yeah. Dude, I loved her. She was hot. (laughs) She still is hot, actually. Do you know she lost her virginity to Tom Jones? Wow. Yeah, she she was a she was a backup dancer for him. And uh he met her backstage and took her virginity, and she said he was so big that she made me that he made me fucking gush blood all over the place. Oh man. Tom uh, Jones. Jones. Oh, Tom. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's an amazing, amazing piece of information, dude. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't know where I thought that was gonna go, but that's totally not what I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, lots of surprises on Red Pill Cartel, right? I love yeah, it. So so your question about the Alvira, is it any relation to anything like you just I just just popped in my head, and I just wondered what like what other people's take on this is because I definitely vividly remember her, and you know the work whore, that she, she did, a, but she was a she horror was, whore. <laughs> she was a whore, yeah. She would host like horror, uh, horror. yeah, like, like the cheesy, Budweiser fucking uh, cheesy, halftime uh, show, show or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, okay. I have she, a story. She would have been the equivalent of like nowadays <laughs> pop stars. I'm thinking like, but that was back in Misfits time, so they had you know. Mm-hmm. Uh... Dude, I have a story about Cassandra Peterson. That's Elvira's real name. Yeah. No um, shit. Are you yeah, serious? Cassandra, Dude, Cassandra remember how Peterson. I was just talking about the Cassandra metaphor? Yes, sir. <laughs> what? No way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have a story. Okay, so oh, yeah, late when I was probably like fucking 10 years old or something, I was watching Elvira and she hosted like uh, B movies and shit at late night, right? And one of them, I couldn't, I couldn't remember the name for the for the, the likes of me for so long. But this movie terrified me. Okay, really, it was a B movie. It fucking freaked me out because it it was like a Spanish film, and then this girl is on a train and she's with her boyfriend or husband or whatever, and he ends up like fucking around with this other chick on this train and she's like fuck this and she jumps off the fucking train right in the middle of fucking nowhere like in this field or whatever and she finds this castle in the distance mm-hmm. and she goes down there and then she sleeps there and at night these fucking creatures come out of the, the grave and it's, they're kind of like zombies but really what they are are Templar knights and they're riding on horseback and slow motion going after this girl. She's running away. And because that they filmed the, the guys on horseback in slow motion, mm-hmm. that's terrified me so much. Plus it was like from like 1970, 
three or seven or something like that, right? Yeah, there was a mm-hmm. dark period in films right there. Yeah, like, they, dude. The look that they had was was surreal. Like, yeah, and like the the this all the the whole the, there's no sound coming from them except slowed down horseback noises, and they're they're moaning. They're like. Right, and they're coming after her and shit, and they're cloaked in Templar garb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like gross looking because they're like their faces are all skeletal because they have no flesh, right? Yeah. But uh, it showed at the beginning of the movie, the very beginning, um, a ritual uh, by the Catholic Church executing the Templar knights or something like that. And then the main night was like, we're coming back. And like the fucking, the, um, they actually had like uh, crows pecking out their eyes before they died. Right. <clears throat> so when they came back, they had no eyes and they were skeletal. And then for years and years and years after watching this movie and being traumatized by it, <laughs> I finally figured out the name and it was called, uh, tombs of the blind dead whoa yeah <laughs> fucking amazing and then one year i was at a fan expo and I, and i didn't realize that they made three more of these films and there was a collection and i won the collection by making uh zombie noises get out <laughs> yeah oh, i was whoa. like yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to give away Tombs of the Blind Dead Collection or the Blind Dead Collection. I'm like, and they're like, all you got to do is make your best zombie sound. I'm like, okay. So That's all these people are like, hey. And I fucking went up and I'm like. Like fucking retard. And I got voted in and I got I won the collection. <laughs> and it came in like a little coffin. Nice, nice, nice. Crazy. It's called The Blind, the blind Dead. Tombs of the Blind Tombs Dead was the of first the blind one. Dead. That's that's yeah. wild, dude. And it's film and it's terrifying. Like you'll probably be like, and, I don't know. And you, it's terrifying, terrifying, but you want a copy. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> like, Absolutely, it's super yeah. terrifying. But uh, you know, God's will. I want so I better yeah. get it. I guess. And then they <laughs> had like like three sequels, and one of them was called like Night of the Seagulls or some shit. They were horrible. The sequels were horrible. So was the original. But it's still like for me, you know, as a kid watching it and being terrified, it's pretty fucking creepy shit, you know? Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder what they were really up to when they were filming it, you know, to have that like weird energy, dude. There was a right, lot of that right. really strange energy, like late sixties, uh early and especially, 70s. especially the um the overseas uh producers like the the Spanish and the Italian horror films were fucking crazy scary man oh yeah yeah like if you go back to like um uh what's his name uh dario argento you guys know dario argento no no he was an italian filmmaker so he made like what's called the apocalypse trilogy and the first one was um oh my god uh there's inferno mother of tears and the first one, I can't fucking recall what it's called right now. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's just like 
it gets crazier and crazier as you watch them from the first, second, and third. And it's all about like witchcraft. Oh, the first one was called Suspiria. And they remade it on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's actually pretty good, but it doesn't hold a candle to the original. Um, so uh, Suspiria, Inferno, and Mother of Tears. And it all comes down to uh, witches controlling uh, the people that they are educating. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that sounds Suspiria, familiar. Suspiria is... Um, it goes to um, this one girl. She's American and she travels to Europe and she's going there for a ballet uh, to learn ballet or like perfect her ballet. And so she joins this ballet school and she uncovers this mystery about, you know, witches running the school and like that uh, nasty old fucking granny who's like rotting pretty much and she's the boss of it but it goes from there from the top down and there's all these murders happening and they're, it's crazy. Like the the lighting in the movie and everything is amazing. Um, I highly recommend Suspiria, the original and even the remake, but then Inferno goes to the churches or the Catholic church. And then it uncovers the witches that are running the church and a mother of tears, which is much later goes to where there's this, fucking witch uh, running this whole fucking uh, city and shit, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, it's crazy, dude. But yeah, it's all about like witches and like people who have mastered uh, quote-unquote magic uh, from the top down. It's always a tier system, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude, that's, well, yeah, that's my two cents. I watched the original, but I didn't. I didn't get to. It was funny. I was trying to download the new one because I remember you telling me about it, and then I tried to download it. And I got the, uh, or I think I was watching on Cody, and I got the seventies one, which was creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie, despite the fact that the the killings are brutal. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he uses all these um, uh, colors, yes. he licks like colors in his movies and uh you know like neon that are doing yeah like glass breaking and everything it's like it's crazy man um he actually uh he actually funded and brought uh dawn of the dead georgia a romero's dawn of the dead to the sequel to uh night of the living dead uh he brought george a romero's Dawn of the Dead to Europe and he made his own European cut in uh, agreement to George Romero um, and d- also hired a band from Italy because Dario Giacchio is, is Italian right he mm-hmm. hired a band from Italy to, to called uh, Goblin uh, to do the soundtrack for the American cut and the European cut it's much more apparent in the European cut. Um, but yeah, so he kind he was kind of really responsible for making George Romero famous. Okay. Yeah. Cause he put his name out there a lot with his uh, collaboration with him. Right. So, so I'm just going off on a tangent guys. If you want to chime in, go ahead. 
No, that's that's what's up. I, I know very little about George Romero. I just know that uh, everything he does is is pretty amazing work. Like, and that's that he's pretty much pioneered that field for how long now? Like, yeah, he's the grand, he's the the originator. Of <laughs> and I don't think he's even that old, is he? He's passed away. He's passed oh, away. Did, did he? Okay. I got so, to meet him so when his when his last film came out. About how old was he? Uh, I think like late sixties. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. I, I um, think his last one was fucking Survival of the Dead, and it's not good, but it's still <laughs> right. Yeah, I kind of lost track of him uh, the last couple or few. Um, but there was one, like, there was one last... recently. There was one recently that that was was his, but uh, I don't think he, you know, actually worked on it. I, I can't remember what it was called. Um, but it was hilarious. I, that's all I, all I remember about it. It was a very recent one, and it was absolutely hilarious. It might have just been a remake of Night of the Living Dead. Was it Day of the Dead? Um, I don't think so. Day uh, of the Dead. Which when one they were the like, it's like in, it's in Pittsburgh, which is the original Night of the Living Dead. All, most of his movies take place in Pittsburgh. But anyway... Um, it's like a like a city, and it's walled off. But there's a skyscraper in the middle called uh, uh, fuck, I forgot it. something green, whatever. Anyway, um, so uh, what's his name? Uh, Dennis Hopper is the leader. Okay, of- yeah, no, yeah. not that one, but that one's good too. Uh, yeah, continue, love- continue about that one though. Cause, yeah. Okay. Because like all these dynamics he's got in his movies of the, like there's always this it's community, this little commentary. community of people, like yeah. this this little plot line <clears throat> with a little community of people, and everybody's like methodically parsed out to be a certain character. You know what I mean? And and add what it like he's got a really interesting uh, way that he sets up the plots for like for each of these movies as very similar as they could be considered or or looked at. They, they all seem to play these characters play off of each other differently in each film. So like it, you know, whether you like it or not, like whether you're into this genre of, of movies or not, um, it, it kind of draws you in and you do find yourself sitting and watching the next one or the previous sure. one, Yeah, <laughs> you know, to like see how well, that, there was also day of the dead as well after dawn. Yeah, there, there was, there, there were what seven or seven or eight different of the deads. Six, I think it's five or six. six. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's nuts, and, and it's just cool though. It's just cool how these characters all play off of each other, and it and it doesn't kind of get stale. Like that's, yeah, you know what I mean. But um, he all this weird thing about his characters where they they're like typical archetypes but at the same time unique you know exactly exactly he has this one fucking guy come out uh part of the marauders that uh they're marauding the zombie wasteland outside of the gates of the main city right and this one guy comes out he's introduced on screen and his name is they're like this is pillsbury Right, and he's this big, fat, fucking Samoan guy dressed up in armor and shit. He's like, <laughs> he said, I "Thought we came here to do something. Let's do something." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, that's yeah. 
<clears throat> and you got this hooker, which the main character saves for, from um, battling a zombie in a fucking Coliseum style arena. You know, they put these fucking outcasts into in a bar inside of an octagon, like fucking UFC style. And then it's like, you got this hooker <laughs> fighting a zombie, right? <laughs> <laughs> the character comes in, he sees it, and he's like, I'm not fucking tolerating this shit. So he shoots the fucking zombie and he shoots the fucking owner of the club. And then it's like, he rescues the fucking damsel in distress, distress which is a hooker. <laughs> they all get into like all this zombie fucking action. It's a great fucking movie. I love it. <laughs> yeah, what you know, there's there's one uh which one was it in the mall? Dawn that, of the Dead. That was the remake of, of the old one, right? Like Doc Snyder new, the new did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, and I fucking loved it. That was the the one about ten years ago, wasn't it? Uh are you talking about the new is there another remake? Nope. Uh, Dawn of the Dead was like early 2000s. I yeah, that sounds like, right. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, just making sure that I had the same thing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was a huge fan of George Romero and Dawn of the Dead. That's why he remade it, and that's why he, that's pretty much what fucking kick-started his career, because that movie was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. And he um, a lot of Canadian actors, and he filmed it up here, too, in Canada. Right where I live, actually, in Brampton. So what did they, like... Uh, did you have like a big influx of people to be extras in that, in that zombie scene by that? Do you notice those kind of things in your area? Like when uh, I, when I it, used to live in San Pedro in California, um, we would notice cause it was a small little peninsula town. We would notice like, I, all the fucking I people wish, come into town <laughs> for commercials and shit. At the time, but I didn't see it, but I heard about it. There was a cast call. Right on. Uh, but uh, I didn't, hear about it until later after and talked until I like I knew there were scenes in Brampton and I was like holy fuck right yeah. and then I had a friend text me and say dude they fucking filmed Dawn of the Dead on my street I'm like what the fuck isn't that the weirdest feeling like when you when you see these places that you've <laughs> you've been yeah. to it, it, and it you was see back, them on screen like it was back then but now not so much because now t- Toronto is considered as uh, Hollywood North yeah Huh. Even George Romero himself moved up to Toronto nice. and started making movies up here, right? So when I met him, he was living in Toronto. I was like, holy fuck, it's crazy. That's nuts, man. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have, have hella uh, uh, entertainment industry up there. Um, I mean, tons and tons of stuff is, is filmed and, and narrated and all kinds of stuff in Canada. Yeah, dude, what I, I I lived in Mississauga and Brampton and I, I drive by fucking uh, TV sets or movie sets sometimes. It's like, holy fuck, what are they doing here? I wonder, you know? Mm-hmm. That's but you nuts, never figure it out because I can't, we're so inundated by media now. It's like, I can't watch every movie or a TV show anymore. Have you yeah, guys ever watched a cherry pick? <laughs> have you guys ever watched Fringe, the TV series? Sounds familiar. I'm not 100 percent sure. It was kind of like I would I would equate it to X Files in a sense where um, there's FBI group or team going to uh, investigate certain incidences uh, regarding paranormal or 
advanced technological things, you know? Like, for instance, like, one of the first episodes was, like, there was a gassing on a bus, right? But the gas, when it went through the bus, it encapsulated everybody in, like, a gelatinous substance. And so this bus was there in the middle of the street, and everybody was, like, frozen in this gelatin, right? It's fucking cool, man. (laughs) And then there's all these other things where there's like a fucking guy that he breaks into like a safe but they can't figure out how he got in there and they figured out that he had like this device that made him teleport or use his body uh there's a device that made his body vibrate so fucking rapidly that he could go through the safe Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes i love it wild. dude i gotta yeah. i gotta check that out dude see because stuff like that totally in my in my like a humble fucking nerdy opinion speaks to what's really fucking going on dude in reality like dude, I, I guarantee you they have something that'll make you fucking vibrate the same level as matter for sure 100 dude and that's how the fucking pyramids were built and all that other shit dude they're just like boop boop <laughs> fucking done dude, bro i'm telling you it's wild man and then okay so also, in the in, in the in the fringe, yeah, they call it fringe, so you look down exactly, on these ideas. Exactly, in 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 the world of, of that show, uh, the towers did collapse. The uh, uh, World Trade Centers they were collapsed, right? But the one fucking main agent at the I think it was the end of the first season or the second season, she goes through another dimension, and it's like the same fucking thing. It looks the same, and everything. And she talks to uh, Leonard Nimoy. And Leonard Nimoy says something like, like profound, right? Like, this world is the same, but it's a little bit different. Like, look at the window. And she looks at the window, and the Twin Towers are still standing. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty fucking wild, dude. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely uh, subscribe to the infinite timeline, infinite dimension theory because well what first of all why the fuck not you know all all this stuff that we're like denied like the knowledge about like seriously people why the fuck not what what's it gonna hurt to have a little imagination right and possibly like that's what they take away from us we may we may very well be creating and manifesting this entire like hidden history thing ourselves ourselves and pulling it all up and like because like Maybe, maybe not, but it's just, it's, it's nuts to think like that. Like it takes a certain amount of people to dig up knowledge to, to bring it to collective consciousness. You know what I mean? Like to bring it to where it's like, I don't know. I'd say like at least 35 or 40% of people know that fucking history is a lie by now. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, maybe, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I hope so. Maybe that's wishful thinking. Maybe it's closer to like. 10% 10% like we're all kind of told but oh dude I'm, I'm telling you though it's fascinating it's it's a much more interesting world when your fucking brain is open you know and and it's the weirdest thing when you're when your mind's open you start seeing things that will corroborate what your mind's telling you you know or what like what your intuition tells you your intuition exactly. will say one thing and then like like you know weird the stuff happens 
else. Weird things like the whole Cassandra thing. I swear to you, I don't know how I came up with um, Elvira. I was just reading the name Cassandra over and over again on my screen right here because of that fucking metaphor. And if that's what I came up with from reading this name, then that speaks right there to something. You know, yeah, dude, something, well, some weird connection that I never had made before. I didn't know her name. That's what I'm saying. Like the fucking synchronicities that we have when we're on the same wavelength is way beyond comprehension. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was pretty strange, dude. My head like popped right there. I was like, what the fuck? Oh no. Quite quiet. What's on your brain? Hello? Alan? Oh, hey, hey, yeah. No, I was just thinking about um have you guys seen uh Mother Android on Netflix. No, I put it on my list though. Okay, you don't care if I give a synopsis. Yeah, I'm all about the journey, not the destination. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, I think we were talking about earlier, like the whole uh, Matrix thing and, and robots and the Terminator, how uh, like a society where and Blade Runner, Blade Runner, when the uh, robots malfunctioned, right? And started yep. killing people, right? So in this movie, that's it's... what other system called Blade Runner, force called Blade Runner, to go after these fucking uh, rogue androids, right? So in this movie, it's like uh, they're servants, right? They're like your your butler, right? And they look human, except sometimes when you look in their eyes, of course, like Blade Runner, you'll see the glow, right? So uh, what happens is everybody's phone all of a sudden shoots like a, just just short circuits. Remember that movie, The Signal? We, we, you, uh, you recommended it to me a while back. There's two yes, signals. That, the one... that and Cell. Yes. The signal, the signal was the one where their phones went off and they all turned into like uh, crazy like zombie type characters, right? Killing each other and everything. So this one, the, the phone, the, everybody's phone. Sh- Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. It says he's connecting again. Can you hear me? Yes. There we go. Okay. Now you're back. Oh, welcome. Okay. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So their short, their phones short circuit, or, or or something happens, like a blip happens, and then these robots start attacking. Like there's a there's a party going on, and they start attacking the um the guests. Got the fucking baseball bat, eh? You saw that in the trailer, right? I watched the movie like four fucking five times, man. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I thought you didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so so basically, um, it's kind of like coming to that. What do you think? You there? I could definitely, I could, I could definitely see it that way. Because there's already androids made in like, was it was it Japan? Where where's who made the first android that actually talks? I don't think well, it has. There's, it there's one that's a citizen in Iran, right? Like that's right a, now is an actual citizen is a legal fucking android person citizen, and then it have a it has a green card or whatever. <laughs> like like no bullshit, dude. It's a citizen of like Iran or some shit. Um, Does it have a first, neural processor or no? Uh, I. I'd imagine it does have like the, the neural net because it, it passed that Turing test. 
there's at least two of them that have passed the, that Turing test. So, which is basically what they uh, the Blade Runners give the uh, replicants in uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to find out. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and that's like that. Yeah, divergence, and and dude, like just a few years ago, you saw that that whole divergent series come out and be big, and it was yeah. like, yep. prior to this whole like divergence of humanity that's happening now, like. It's weird, dude. It's so weird how this stuff like rolls out like on the red carpet and then fucking becomes reality. Like it's wild. I it's love complete it. sorcery and it's awesome, yes, but like just I don't know. You have to figure out the wrong what fucking people, side you're you got on. the wrong people fucking maxing out all this power and all this shit. Like yeah, we, we got to start taking it back in some some small way at first, and then hopefully ramp up, you know. But like For sure, dude. that, dude. It's I don't know. There's some kind of you could just film today's world, dude, and have a better movie than anything out ever. Like, dude, this shit is so ridiculous. And you know, like the Babylon Bee will put out a story that's a spoof story. And, and but it's then, so true. And then no, and then it'll become true the next week or some shit, dude. Like it's yeah, like this, it's like there's AI in control <laughs> and they're just taking our ideas and using them against us because they they're just they're just running shit. They they don't have the perspective of us, you know, mm-hmm. the opposite perspective. They're just you know Alan, like, like Zordon, bro. Like <laughs> yo. Alan, uh, uh, we're going to wrap this up now, but I want to ask both of you individually, but you first. Uh, what do you think the greatest hope for humanity is right now? Uh, I think that everybody should at least take into consideration uh, what people with the open-minded, critical thinkers like logic is. And you know what I mean? I think we should all get along as opposed to segregation where you got the vaccinated the anti-vaccinated you know fighting i think if that can if that continues we're going to deteriorate we're going to deplete ourselves from existence but i think everybody should eventually instead of hating on each other they should actually because there was a time before this whole pandemic thing where people could have an opinion and a perspective and you're still friends you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so my hope is harmony we all live in harmony Right, but not technological harmony, right? Oh, God. We're going to have to fight against them. I'd That's rather... the thing, like, because uh, what's, what's happening is a, a technocracy right now, right? Yeah. You got to bring technocracy into the picture where the people who are ruling over us are using technology against us to dumb us down and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And they want to take away our fucking opinions. They want to take away our voice. They want to take away everything. And you know, what makes this world great is the fact that we, I, I put a post on, about fall, on uh, falling down that movie with uh, Kirk Douglas. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Douglas, yeah. It's like the, you know, being an American means that I have the right to disagree with you. Right. Right. And that's the thing. They're taking away all those fucking things right now. Yes. They want us to make a, they want to make us like, a one fucking hive minded fucking do whatever uh, the government says, or we'll shut you off, shut you down. You know, if you fucking see that yet, then you are not riding Davies wave. (laughs) Sorry. You're a liberal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. Randy, 
Yo. Your thoughts for the, the whole black humanity, the race for humanity. Right now. Like what? The like the the best the the hope of humanity. Yes. Well, see, that's that's a hard one because it's like for everyone to be cool. First, you got to be cool with yourself. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. And so hopefully more people and and I think more people are more people that I know at least are being more considerate and open minded. So I that's think, good. I think humanity has that. Maybe it's just because I'm putting myself around people that are like that. But even my family seems to be waking up to a certain degree. It's mm -hmm. just getting far too ridiculous. And I honestly like the best hope for humanity at this point is that shit gets fucking too stupid too fast and people fucking snap out of this. Like and right. and it's like I see right, it happening it's more right, more. yeah, it's right on that fucking. They're just playing that that line, dude. Mm -hmm. And and so best hope for humanity is like each of us individually like like maintain your own your own energy you know like like don't let the man get you down i know it's like a weird cliche kind of fucking stupid thing to say but it's so true dude like but we all are, have that capability to not let the man get us down so mm -hmm. we just got to try to do it a little bit more and not tune into all this the shit they, like the more that you do that the more that you uh don't let them it out. becomes easier every every yeah, time and then the you're just by the by before you know it you're just you're laughing fine. at people you're like what the fuck is this yeah. guy doing in his car by himself with a fucking <laughs> mask on <laughs> like you know and you laugh you laugh to yourself you like you get past that part of having it frustrate you you know, like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Like, you know, out of everything that you go through that phase. And then if, you, if you're going through that phase, if you're going through that phase right now, then just keep doing it sooner or later. You'll get there to where you could just laugh at this shit because it is fucking stupid. Hilarious. All of it. It is. It really so is. I, like, I don't want to lose we, humor, though. That's like the, the negative thing is humor is taking exactly. a fucking knife to the fucking back, dude. They are stabbing humor and snuffing it out. Like that was like the last great way to fucking express yourself, and it's being stomped on. And oh yeah, why doesn't that make people more pissed, dude? I miss being fucking laughing at shit. Nothing's funny anymore. Nothing. No, I tell to certain people at work, and they're like, they shake their head. I'm like, why are you shaking your head? It's fucking funny. Yeah, exactly. The, like, yeah, nobody laughs. Like, like nobody what's laughs, what's woman in a condom have in common if they're not on your dick they're in your wallet i was gonna uh, say that they're both <laughs> broken <laughs> <laughs> and like i told that somebody, uh, he shook his head and i'm like Liberal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This and then like, yeah. but those are the same people that'll go and show you their little fucking uh, jabby sticker. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like these same people that don't laugh, dude. It's just like invasion of the body snatchers, bro. And these people, like, fr I've heard people say that after they get this this thing, some like friends of theirs will get it, you know, and they will be a completely different person the next day. I heard like, that too. Heard like, that. like, yeah. totally yeah. just fucking cool with whatever, dude. Yeah, like, so but like, no emotion. submissive. Yeah, submissive. Yeah, because um, I had a friend that she said uh, she had a he was anti jab one hundred percent, but he had to. <clears throat> he was like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. But then he had to get it because I think it was uh, work related or something. Yeah, and and she said, um, 
she goes, so how do you feel now? Like, you know, you're a guy that was, was anti uh, vaccination. She goes, he's like, I never said that. Uh, so th- this could be the graphene. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be the That's graphene oxide. Dude, I think, it just tunes, like- I think it just tunes you like an antenna into whatever their voice to skull shit, bro. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. we all have intuition, right? We all have right. this small voice in our head that if we, if we concentrate or focus spiritually enough, we can, we can interact with it, mm-hmm. but they don't want that for us. They want their, they want our, their Google fucking cloud to be well, where our mind, intu- to be where our mind goes. You know what I mean? Our intuition is, our intuition is God given from the exactly, source. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dude. So yeah. I think that they take away. Right, they take away the. They can't. I don't think they can take that away, but I think they can make it way harder for you to fucking get to, like through all the different frequencies. They're basically jamming our God signals with all this shit, you know, and they're also killing us at the same time. Otherwise, there's evidence to say that without all the poisons in our world, we'd live to be a couple hundred years old. Mm -hmm. You know, like people were living to be that old not very long ago before all this industrial revolution. There was a, a lot of people that were like 700 years old and shit. Oh, yeah. And I don't think the Bible was as long ago as they tell you it is. Oh, for sure not. The, I, I don't the, think the so. I, I, I don't think. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not no fucking 10,000 years ago. 6,000 years ago. They had greater lifespans because they were so in tune with the creator, right? Well, yeah. And they got their sunshine and fucking enjoyed Even They enjoyed they life. Not, if it's a myth or not, it's a fucking uh, it's a um, allegory for what we should be doing. Well, right? there's a reason that these things stay and stick through history, like even through all of the like transitions and power and like all the bullshit. Like, there's still a message within all of these texts that that's like that resonates hard enough to be kept in everything. Right. You know, like. Um, other, otherwise, like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. There's some kind of energy to, to knowledge. Like, it's a sentient thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's an entity in itself. Right? And that's why we try so hard through the arts to, like, emulate it with film, with video games, with, like, all these different medias, you know? Because these are all just, like, little insights into the whole fucking, whole crazy world. world world but scheme thing, of things like but the thing is like people want to still look at uh uh art 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 and the arts in general uh whether it be through through games or music or books whether it be fiction or non-fiction i think the the world of non-fiction versus fiction is very very thin Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like if you, the crazy things that you can imagine mm-hmm. are possible. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, or at least have a basis in truth, especially if it's something you're like, huh, something that gets you pondering and it's a thought you consider more than once. Like your your brain and, and consciousness is really good at dismissing things that don't serve you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if you're paying attention to, to what's going on with yourself and you and you hear a story or you see something um and it, and it really resonates with you kind of ask yourself why is that why am i vibing with that you know if you do notice it a lot of people don't because they're you know popping the pills, popping the pills every morning uh plugging in right. their their fear their fear motors when they turn their news on 
Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that's the vibe they carry all day long. Like, and, and these people, like you're around them and it, it feels like a different presence. Have you been around people that are, that are all boosted up and all about it? Oh, yeah, for but sure, dude. They, they it's seem, weird. It's weird, they, bro. It's a, it's a miserable energy that they uh, possess. They emanate, dude. They just fucking yeah. shine that shit. And it's like, dude, I could be across the fucking room and mm-hmm. still like, ugh, like, and, and uh, it just feels prickly. Like, that's your empathic nature. Like, it most feels prickly. It's, it's so right. uncomfortable, dude. And there's certain people that give me this vibe, and I'm stuck around them like all day. And I, I just have to remind myself, like, oh, it's, it's all right. Like, I'm at first, I was like, dude, do I really disagree with this person mm-hmm. this much? Like, mm-hmm. and then I started really thinking about it and considering it. And then just like the way he's wearing his mask over his whole fucking face. And- <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's all got a fucking several ser- several shots, and still doing dude, it. And I'm like, I dude, see- what the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe I see multiple people per day wearing at least two fucking masks. These people are gonna suffocate themselves. They're gonna yeah. all turn half, the- and it's all to fucking dullify you. It's to dull your senses, dude. If you're yeah. huffing your own fucking hot air. <laughs> Then you're not gonna be in as bad of as good of a state of mind to think as somebody that's breathing fresh air. Like it's proven that oxygen is necessary, right? Right. <laughs> wow. I just don't. I don't get it. We live in a crazy clown world. That's all it is. You get it, but uh, gentlemen, it's been fucking fantastic to have Absolutely. you on. Absolutely, it was great. Guys, I appreciate you. Love it. Al- before yep. we end it, uh, Alan, plug away, shamelessly plug away your own shit so people can reach you. Okay, yeah, everybody, this is um, Alan from Toxic Radio Podcast. You can grab it on uh, Instagram. Uh, we do uh, 15-minute um, shows on IGTV. So They're guys- fantastic. I've been on a few of them. Yeah, you got to come back on. Both of you guys, I would love to have you guys on. Stellar. I don't know if I want to talk to Wendella, though, because I think I'll... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we finished her on one because she was trying to say... Uh, what did she try to say? She tried to say that um, all the people... like She's from public health, right? So she was trying to say the majority of the people were unvaccinated, and um, her friend, who also works in public health, Aisha... Uh, went through the actual site and showed her. Nope, these people. It's, it's probably like she goes twenty five percent are are unvaccinated, which could right. mean like what two percent, right? The rest were all vaccinated. Just think about yep. it. who who's the people that can travel, who's the people that can go to these bars and restaurants and movie theaters. They're va- they're vaccinated people, right? So, yeah. Don't worry about her, dude. But yeah, I wouldn't put you on there anyway. I, I actually did. Yeah, but for- you were like fucking, you were on me. Like, you, dude, you got a fucking debater. I'm like, I don't want to fucking get into that shit, dude. It's gonna make me, <laughs> well, make they- me feel fucking negative. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, was- but I, I was, remember what I said, though. I said, like, she was getting ignorant. Like, she was saying, she was calling you ignorant. And I was like, listen, listen, that's not happening on my show because, again, like what we were talking about earlier. These people have this mentality of, you know what I mean? They're right, and um, they're they're part of the system, and they're double jabbed. You know what I mean? And they're they're, they're so invested in it, dude. And, right? And can you really blame them though? Is the thing like like I just try to feel love for these people and hold that that kind energy because, 
dude, they're they're digging their own fucking graves, bro. Like in more ways yeah, than I'm one. Like, I'm like, here. I'm like, she was like, oh, I got three PhDs. I'm like, yeah, and yeah, and the thing is, this is what we're talking about. Uh, me and Dave were talking about this earlier on other podcasts, where people become Agent Smith on you. They're like defending the system to the yeah. core. Yeah, hundred percent. And then that's when you get that vibe, like I was talking about earlier. They just like, oh, it's like prickly. Like it's like imagine yeah. you're Neo and Agent Smith is just standing there at, with you at work all day. Yeah, he can, yeah. He can transform into all of these people that are double jab, right? He can just automatically transform into anybody's double jab. Yep, and just keep a fucking eye on you. They don't need everybody jabbed if if you're. They just need you afraid enough mm-hmm. to fucking still show up to work. Right. Either that or like I don't know if if this thing finally does take off and dive like you know finally stop or something. Uh, I think it'll be like the greatest thing, but it won't happen. But um, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I just uh, I like to live in that world for a moment. So on that, guys, I'll, I'll leave that Sorry. that thought there. Off of off Sorry. of the thought of the imposing doom world. Let's just think fucking sunshine and lollipop, shall we? <laughs> I got it. Alan, plug your shit. Yep. Plug it. Plug it. Toxic radio, guys. Toxic radios. Toxic radio podcasts at fucking IT whatever on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on YouTube as well or no? No, no. I was thinking about that, but half the stuff we talk about, we'll probably get blocked, dude. You know right. what I mean? So. As we talk about all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ready? you want to plug away? Yeah. Um, you can find me Red Thread Podcast on Spotify and Podcast Addict and Podbean and uh, at Random Fracts. I uh, appreciate you having me on, guys. Uh, big time. And Thanks for letting me bring my, my little piece of the 12 monkeys to the table there. Hopefully people will take a second look at that. Cause it's, I'm going to go watch it. It definitely me. warrants it. It's just really weird. It. And then the whole Cassandra thing was amazing. What an Dude, awesome we got fucking, uh, what an awesome synchronicity to happen there. That was pretty strange. So yeah. I'm going to go ponder that, that uh, awesome. clairvoyant moment I had there a little while ago and reinforce my power. So I thanks guys. Jones. Shout out to Tom Jones for taking uh <laughs> yes. absolutely dude. Absolutely cool guys. I'm gonna put all links in the show notes and shit. So if uh yeah, you know, awesome. everybody will be able to contact you guys and everything. So much Beautiful. love. Appreciate you guys for coming on. It was Appreciate amazing. You having us on, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, until yeah, next dude. time, gentlemen. Okay, yes. have a good one. You too, guys. Peace out. Peace. What is up, cartel? This is Nigel the Goat speaking. I really hope you enjoyed the episode tonight. Those motherfuckers got on some crazy drugs or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But they were talking about some shit that uh, that was like next level for Nigel. So, uh, Nigel and Debbie really hope that you enjoyed the episode tonight. And, uh, you know... Uh, Please enjoy the next episode uh, with Lydia, the Australian hippie. She, you know, she likes to get down with some crazy shit too. So uh, just keep an eye out for the next episode, okay, Cartel? Thank you so much. And uh, Davey, uh, how did I do? 
You did pretty good, Nigel. Thank you. Thanks for taking over, man. You're you're pretty fucking awesome. You know, so I know. Well, you are too, Davy. So, oh wait, Davy. Uh, I have something to say. What's that, Nigel? To the next time, and listen to Red Pill Cartel. And you know what Nigel always says? What's that, Nigel? Uh...